Welcome to the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. I'm joined here with Edwin. Finally! Yeah, he's back! So, I don't have Zorba the Greek, but I have a Greek tourist. That's just uh, as good. Sure. <laughs> I I know so much now about the, the, the land of a thousand islands. Yeah, yeah. So, why don't you say something about why you went to Greece if it's interesting if it's not then make something up okay my wife dragged me there that's not interesting that's standard <laughs> that's part for the course it makes something up about how meaningful Greece is to you well honestly once you've read Herodotus and you've read the Odyssey I think you really do want to see what that wine red sea looks like mm-hmm. and what that what the uh acropolis looks like and and just kind of be transported into this very old place hello and welcome to the ducks never waver lunch break where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp, brought to the brink of absurdity, and thrown off, down, 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 the precipice of ridiculousness. In a place that's been lived in and fought over for thousands of years, like a very long time ago, people were... We're duking it out over that little barren rock. Yeah, and did you have it when you were there that you were like, oh, I get it now? Like, when you were placed into that, like, you know, like, when you read, you know, books about, or like, The Killer Angels by Mm -hmm. Michael Shera, that, you know, you read about all the battles and whatever, and then when you actually get to go to Gettysburg, right, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, now, now I feel feel it right like you can imagine it but now like you feel the land talking to you and like you were saying yeah. like you you love reading herodotus and the odyssey the iliad the you know like all of that xenophon yeah. right xenophon 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 yeah so you you've read all of that so did you have it where you're just like put into those stories again well i Looking around at the topography and everything, you're like, yes, Spartans come from here. Mm -hmm. But it's a tough place to live. Like, as nice as it is to visit there, if you're just, it's kind of a, it's not a barren uh, island, but it's it's definitely a place where you got to be tough in order to survive. Yeah, I wonder then, too, like, if almost, like, the land has, like, said, like, these people would be survivors. Like, you're saying, like, they've, they've warded off so many... Invaders. And they like, had this yeah. huge, like, were the ideals of, of philosophy and, like, 
the republic mm-hmm. and you know has such a strong structure politically and mm-hmm. socially at one point right rivaling oh, yes. rome so it it's interesting that like it doesn't seem like the land itself is that rich but then how it produced such a rich such culture a, yes and it, it just has it's been civilized now for thousands of years and now it's a it's a modern day city uh, athens mm-hmm. where we stayed but there's still a wildness to it and i think it's because you're just surrounded by the sea and the sea you can't tame the sea mm-hmm. and just it kind of calls to you like you want to be out on that water yeah you want to go adventuring because yeah. there, there's so many islands i think greece has 200 islands or was it 700 islands 200 of which are inhabited Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, like, of course, some of them are just little rocks. I yeah, don't know what the definition of an island is. Like, yeah, what, I'm curious what... about the, how big it has to be to be an island. Yeah, but some of them are very small. Mm-hmm. But it, it's essentially a country made up of, of islands. Greece did not come together as a country very much. Like, it, it's always had this very independent streak because people would live on their island. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, I'm from... Hydra and I'm from mm-hmm. Aegina and all these places are like th- that was like your state that's where you're most proud of and then after that you were Greek yeah so I mean they... that's how originally it was to be American like you would mm-hmm. say I'm you know Pennsylvanian and yeah I'm a Kentuckian American. I'm a Kentuckian I'm a Michigander like that would be your what first you, identity what, your first identity of like where you know who are you where do you come from yeah would be the Michigan United States not yeah. I'm an American. Exactly. And I, I think that was really interesting. That maybe is why partly you have democracy kind of come out of Greece because you have all these people who have to, who are very much independent and they want to stay independent. Mm-hmm. And then they need to find some way to come together in order to protect themselves from foreign invaders and and right. so on. So they need to come up with some kind some... of foreign this form of government that respects at least not maybe not the individuals so much, but yeah. at least the individual city states. Okay, what but weren't they a republic? Yeah, I mean it's, sometimes it's splitting hairs about Is it what, splitting what, hairs about yeah. what's the difference between democracy and, and republic? They were definitely more republic than what a democracy is in terms of like a modern democracy where you have almost one to one representation. Yeah, because that's what France was fighting for. And I don't yes. know what they have now, but that's what France wanted with the Vive la Révolution. Indeed. You know, in the in the revolution, that's what they wanted. Everybody just, has a voice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we in America have more of a republic, whereas, like, the, I mean, in, in terms of democracy, right, the people have the vote for the representation. Yeah. But with the checks and the balances and the three branches of office, doesn't that follow much more... The Republic. That was the goal for it to be a republic. Yeah. Especially since you have a Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which is not elected by the populace. Yep. At least not directly. A, a republic has democratic attributes. Yes. But it has further checks and balances. So that is not always just the whims of the mob. Pe- of the mob. We didn't really study a lot of modern Greek culture. Yeah. I do know that they weren't unified till... Sometimes in the late 1800s. So mm-hmm. modern Greece as a country is relatively new. Of course, the whole fact that they're part of the EU and what that means for a country and how how you don't get swallowed up by this overarching uh, Yeah, construct. yeah. So, that's the, so that gets back to kind of your, your, fi- like your physical being there and your, your traveling. So you had to get euros, right? So they have, they're mm-hmm. part of the EU. So that's standardized currency. Yes. Uh, was that pretty easy to get your hands on? How was the exchange rate? International airports are helpful. That way they okay. have the exchange right there. It's almost not worth going going, beforehand. going to your bank and trying to get it beforehand because your your local bank, depending where you are, is probably going to charge more for the exchange than the places that are doing it all day long. Yeah. And right now, when we went, the euro was maybe point eight or point nine. Stronger, wasn't it? It was stronger, yeah. Yeah, so. just a little bit, but it's pretty close to one-to-one. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good time that for you guys good. to be traveling, because yeah. there's been times in the past where it was a lot stronger. No, I, I remember as a kid, people saying it was like twice as much. Mm-hmm. 
So Euro being and but the thing is though that doesn't tell you the whole story of whether things your trip is going to be more expensive because let's say right because then I was going to ask though like do you find that the prices in Greece for what you get better than if you were getting it here very comparable oh okay so pretty- but we were in a city which means prices were higher mm-hmm. than like here in Michigan we're not in a city like New York or so on it just. Yeah. When we were flying out, we went through Chicago. Yeah. Gas was a dollar a gallon more. Really? Yeah. 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 So yeah, of course. you pay the big city tax. Yes. So I don't know exactly how we did, but th- certain things were very cheap. Bread was very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Olive oil was less expensive. So some some foodstuffs were for yeah, less expensive. Yeah, because you had the opportunity to have your own kitchen. Yeah, I know. It's first time doing Airbnb. Yeah, how how what did you think? Um, I thought it was great, but at the same time, it's a little bit that thing where, oh, I'm on vacation and I still have to do chores. Yeah, I still have to clean up after myself. Yeah. No one's coming in here to clean up yeah. my, my bathroom and yeah. make my bed. Yeah, that is, that's that's the slob in me that really does like the the all inclusive. Oh know? yeah, to be pampered and just oh. like I'm just going to leave this hideous mess. And, yeah, and, and like and... You know, I paid for it already, and all I have to do is like. Give a tip, and then I seem like a nice person for being lazy. <laughs> Traveling that way is interesting because you have more of your own spot, right? Because you, do you you're... feel like you felt like you? Do you feel if you felt? I don't know if you feel if you felt. You felt it. Did you I, felt I, your feels? <laughs> I'm very touchy feely. Very touchy feely. Uh, did you find that that uh, made it more conducive for a? Um, is the word assimilation or a fitting inness of a, I am Greek for a week? Uh, I don't know what what I'm trying to say. Like, do you feel, did you feel like you were more like, oh, I'm living here. I'm included in this life, life. in the Greek life. I felt more out of water than the fish on the counter at the, at the store. (laughs) So it didn't help at all. You could have, could have had somebody, uh, making your bed and you would have felt the same. I think it's almost worse because when you have those experiences where you're at like a resort, Mm -hmm. there's this understanding that you are a tourist. Yeah. But then when you just walk into the the little corner market and you're speaking English because you don't know any Greek Mm -hmm. and they're looking at you like you're a weirdo. (laughs) You are all weirdos. Because <laughs> I am a weirdo, but like, <laughs> one th- and, and you just don't know the rules, right? And, uh. and just there's so many like you feel like you're breaking all the social taboos. Yes, we must be protocolically correct. Good form must never suffer from neglect. The rules and regulations we respect must be treated circumspect. Else the kingdom will be wrecked. We've a system to protect. Checked and double checked and protocolically correct. Really? We went to okay. buy eggs. Yeah. And the eggs are like, they're in open cartons. Mm-hmm. And then I saw in the corner they had other cartons. Mm. So I thought they're obviously not because there was a half like an odd number of eggs there oh okay so it's an open case so i'm like you pick how many eggs you You want want. yeah and then these open cartons these unused ones are for you to put them in and take home yeah so that's that's what i did (laughs) (laughs) and i I think i'm doing a really good job i come up to the counter and then then they they don't give me the carton they just start putting the eggs in a bag And and then I don't know what happened, but one of the the ladies just took the curtain I had used and instead of putting it back. Yeah. It, she just crumpled it up. Wait, what? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> but honestly, I think they were confused too because it was uh, two daughters and and then the mother at yeah. this corner store. Okay. And the two daughters looked like they like would have rather been in school mm. or what like instead of. They're helping the, these gringos out. Mm-hmm. That is too funny, though. Seriously. Oh, yeah. So the, the language barrier, was that pretty severe? Like, you were saying, let's be fair, 
You're staying out about half an hour. Outside the heart of Athens. Yeah. No. It's a bedroom well, community. But then, so, like, where did you find, like, the language really tripped you up? Or was it just dependent on what store you went into? It was really dependent on what store you went to. If okay. it was... there, We went on a three-island, one-day cruise. Yeah, so you were like Odysseus. Yes. Did you, did you strap yourself to the pole and, like, pl- you know... Yes. So that the others are like, plug your ears, men, and I'll tell you when the sirens are over. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that was me. <laughs> Beer in hand. And I, that's in that's in the Odyssey. Yeah, that's what he had. That's like in the yeah, the, the yeah. winds were thrashing against him, and the sirens were calling, and he he had a beer in his hand. I, um, I remember that. <laughs> Everybody there spoke relatively good English. Oh, okay. So, which was time to be expect, expect, expected. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was kind of funny though the lady who owned the boutique store that was on the ship she every once in a while she'd come over the PA system and mm-hmm. like be like you know something something uh souvenir shop don't forget about it oh yeah with very special prices <laughs> every time it was very special prices and I was like yeah especially high <laughs> <laughs> how were the souvenirs you can kind of ju- I, I I love to see what each each country kind of prizes itself and like what people expect to get there. Uh, did they have good stuff? Was it kind of pedestrian stuff? Mm. It was. It was both. It was, there was good stuff and there was just the run of the mill, cheap little things that mm-hmm. you kind of expect to see in a touristy town. But it's nice actually to have the diversity because then you can get. Nice stuff for yourself and cheap mm-hmm. stuff for your sister to bring home and precisely yeah. And, and, so what's the nicest thing you got? Uh, I think the the olive wood spoons. Mm. You got a set for yourselves? Just just one. Just one. Okay. Yeah. And got one for for you guys. And, yeah. Um, I love olive wood. To me, like that is the prettiest wood. Like if I could have. I would have oodles and oodles of it. Like mm-hmm. that that's my favorite wood. Yeah. Hands down. It's a remarkable wood because it's so slow growing and because mm-hmm. it's a fruit tree. Mhm. And because it lives such a they they're very stunted trees. They don't get tall or anything like that. No, but they get very like they they get very thick. They can. Yes. Yeah. Although the problem is a lot of times you don't see it, but by the time they get that big around, they're starting to rot on the inside, which is typical with trees. It's typical with age. It's typical with people. <laughs> the rot comes from the inside. Heck yeah. But that I, olive wood is gorgeous because it has those light and dark contrasts. Mm-hmm. And because of where they live, where it's windy, and because they're a fruit tree and they're just naturally gnarled, they just have very figured grain where it's all very twisty. Yeah. And it's it's very nice. Is that because of the wind? I didn't realize that. That's partly to do with it, yeah. Huh. So it was very windy? It was consistently breezy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the perk by being wa- by water, isn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, we sat out on our, our patio there, mm-hmm. and it was very comfortable all the time, even, even in the sun. Yeah. Direct sun. So let's talk about food, because... Food is the best part of different cultures. Yeah, it re- I mean, like, I guess, like the, I guess, if I was to rank it, it would be difficult for me to say separate history, art, and food. But I think food is the most fun way to experience because with history and with art there's a lot of standing yes <laughs> but with with, with food you get to sit and they bring you stuff to eat yeah and it's glorious and drink and, yeah. drink and you're like woohoo you know whereas like with the with the history you're like okay i have to climb up the the mountain to see the see the thing and you know and you walk through the museum it's a little bit more more tiring which is just yeah, as good we, but i mean yeah. food is pretty amazing
we, we did a five-hour walking tour of the Parthenon. Yeah. And, yes, you're ready to enjoy the, the food. <laughs> you need sustenance. Afterwards. You need, you need, uh, what is it? You need a lunch break to uh, rejuvenate to Sally Forth. Indeed. I'm trying to remember our own tagline. You have to remember, we don't listen to that part. I don't. I just put it in. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> Uh, this is, is this a topic of, of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had to maybe work on the pomp a little bit more. Indeed. But, well, so, we'll so what, because like you, you like, we like food. <laughs> but we also have always really liked Mediterranean food. Yeah, it, um, but like, I how think was with that it? note that you were saying that one of the ways to explore a country is through the food, that's partly because it, it's so dependent upon location. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be certain things you can get there that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Or at least you can't get as good anywhere else. Such as? Uh, squid. Yeah. Very good squid down, down in, in Greece. How did you have it prepared? Well, I had it as a, um, it was calamari. We had, we went to two places and they both did calamari somewhat differently. So the one place was fried mm-hmm. and it was, um, much more the traditional just fried. Like what we get here. Like, yes. Did they have like any fried like niblets with it or? No, it, it was, was just very, the... it wasn't, there wasn't even like a remoulade or anything like that. It was just a, a fresh lemon mm-hmm. and then fried calamari. Yum. Mm-hmm. And then the second place? The second place served it with a passion fruit vinaigrette and kind of like as a salad. They had like a seafood, seafood, seaweed is what I think it was. Or it was some kind of bitter Kelp. green. Oh, bitter green. Yeah. Oh. A better, bitter green salad that it rested on. Yeah. And I can't tell exactly how they cooked it because it was like it was grilled but also fried. It Ooh. was crispy, but it wasn't like fried, like breaded. So I think they like maybe pan seared it very quickly. Yeah. Wow, that sounds incredible. I mean, you had me at passion fruit. That's one of my favorite flavors. And pumpkin seeds. Oh, yum. Yeah, so it's like a a nutty. It's burning, melty. It's not really a smoky taste. It's a certain, oh, it's kind of like a... It's got like this boom sap kind of taste. Don't you think? What what would you call that flavor? Lightning-y? It's lightning-y! little bite yeah. every once in a while. Oh. It was a very well-constructed dish. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. So was ordering food hard, or did you just point at the menu of what, what you wanted? Was it in English? They did actually have it in English. Wow. They were very careful that we did not crease or smear those... those... <laughs> <laughs> like these are the two that we have. Yes. You know, they hand it to us. It's very nice. And then you order it and like, snatch it away. Yes. Yes. Gone. Makes sense. So we were in, we were in Calathea, which is on the coast of where Athens is. And Athens is a, a port city. It's it's on the mm-hmm. coast. But just to imagine, we're on, we're basically right next to the harbor. Mm-hmm. And then 15 minute taxi ride yeah. will bring you to the Parthenon. So that's, that's very close to wherever you're going to be exploring and everything right even though it's a city of some estimates have a city of three million to five million okay yeah it's a bigger city yeah but it, it didn't take long to get from where we oh, were oh it wasn't to like where, traffic jams everywhere uh it was a traffic jam but it wasn't that intense mm-hmm. a traffic jam yeah just average mm-hmm. the roads there are i think it's always different when you go someplace new where you're not used to mm-hmm. how traffic flows mm-hmm the roads don't make sense and what yes. people are doing don't make it doesn't make sense it doesn't make any sense and then you you spend some time there and you're like oh yeah it's not that big a deal uh what was your favorite thing that you greek favorite greek dish that you had there mm. can i say everything no well, you, uh, you can but that's lame do you have spanakopita uh, did you have i uh did have um Kebabs. Gyro, kebab. Um, what's the... Um, shawarma. Just the grilled fish that we had yeah. this one place was so good. Yeah. Just really Simply well done. Simply prepared fish yep. when it's super fresh like that. Mm. 
delightful. And then all the street cats came up and, and wanted our mm-hmm. leftovers. Of course. Which is kind of funny because you don't see that in America. The cats running? The no. cats on the street just Mm-mm. running up to, to people. Mm-mm. So we, we would not be pleased with that, but that's very normal there. You just have cats everywhere? The cats are everywhere. Yeah. Do they have cats as pets as well or is it just kind of like they're just the wild cats and you just ignore them all the time i don't really know oh we didn't go we didn't go anywhere where we would have seen if people had them as pets that's true you didn't just stop people on the street (laughs) do you have a pet cat (laughs) i'm trying to do like okay i'm taking a survey do you have a cat yeah chase after them with your phone with google translate (laughs) Honestly, I don't think the language barrier was too big a deal, mm-hmm. but the language barrier just makes you feel like you're, you don't know what's going on. Cause it's a barrier. Yes. It's like, it blocks you from fully communicating. Yes. No. Really? It, it does. <laughs> I had, I wanted to learn like basic words in Greek. Mm-hmm. But I find the language is very trippy. Like, my tongue just can't do it. It's, it feels oh. so fast and, like, so mm-hmm. f- so foreign. Yes. More foreign than than Spanish or yeah. German or something. Yeah. It's so different. Well, it looks very different. I yes. love how Greek looks. Yes. But you can't really figure it out at all, like, looking no. at it. I don't think you could. No, Greek it's not like where is. you fuzz your eyes a little bit and you can see... The, the Latin root for, right. for a word that is shared in your vocabulary. Yeah. Did you have it when you were there? You had talked a little bit about how you were thinking about Herodotus and the Odyssey. Did you also feel a bit more philosophical? Did you feel like you were, you know, in the home of, of Aristotle and Socrates? And did you... Did, Did you my, ponder, ponder lofty thoughts? Ponder life and like, and are death. you now Aristotelian or Socratic? Like what? I was reading some books by Rookmacher, so that was making me very much think about culture and mm-hmm. and art, and that will be a future podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was I was just appreciative of the fact that with a vacation you have the opportunity to reassess where you are, where your headspace is and what's important, what's not important mm-hmm. and why you do the things that you do. And that's what I appreciated with that. So you were able to use it as a time of reflection? Yes. And be like, you know, it's you can't worry about your work so much. Mm-hmm. In like not saying that you can't work hard. I I love to work hard and that's not what I was thinking it's more just that if if work gets to be stressful you can kind of just say to yourself it's it's really not that important yeah and it's not the end-all be-all like no yeah and and i think that's the thing it's like the the stress from places that you work where whatever it is work can be stressful but it's usually you actually making it stressful in the sense that you're the one who's who's trying to control something you can't control. And if mm. you just realize that you're not in control of your own destiny. You win. You win. I give. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Destiny! Destiny! No escaping! That's for me! Destiny! Destiny! No escaping! That's for me! Destiny! Destiny! No escaping! you'll be a lot less stressed. Yeah. If, if you're looking for a way, if you look at life as a way of how do I enjoy this moment? Yeah. Because I know it's very fleeting. Yeah. You're going to appreciate things you never would appreciate otherwise. Anything of the history of, of Greece that you, you learned and or freshened up on or you're like, oh, that was really... Really cool. Like I said, the, I have the, I have the three when I travel, so we're, I'm going to try to bring out the three. We have food. Now I want to talk a little bit about, like, history. What did you learn? Yeah. What kind of struck you? Well, of course, we get to see some ruins, and ruins are very interesting because they're ruined, but we still come Think, to see them. Yeah, isn't that fascinating how we are, like, we 
they're they're broken and they're ruined, but that's why we come to see it. And yeah. that it's so meaningful to us and we think they're so beautiful. Yeah. Even though they're ruined. Yes. Do you think that's because we almost like we envision how it could have been and that there's a there's a beauty in that the time has gone and that you get to see that time has gone by, but you can also imagine what it would have been. As time goes by. Yeah. But you do have to also consider that what you're looking at is was something that people came to look at in its heyday. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is very interesting. So, like, you're still doing the same thing that people thousands of years ago yeah, did. they would look at it and be like, whoa. Eh, whoa. Yeah. Back then, and, mm-hmm. and we are still today. Now, we have a thing where we're like, how did they build that? Sometimes it's very interesting how they built it, and mm-hmm. sometimes... It's it's better just to have mystery to it. <laughs> but they were yeah, very skilled builders. Yeah. Like just understanding how much they how, how very important certain symbolism was to to them when they build their temple. Like what? You, numbers such as 3, okay. and 8. Yep. So, and then how, how those interplay, because... And how, the, like, the they pill- try to bring it back in, and, like, the, the pillars... Yes. ...being three and eight, that would have been, yeah. like, integral to their design. Yes. Why three and eight? Do you, do you know? Do you remember? Because uh, it's... it's They didn't go into it so much, but it's it's kind of the same thing as, as always. Three is... Three is complete in in the way that mm-hmm. three is a naturally strong number. Because, like they they realize that yeah. the triangles have have three points, mm-hmm. three sides. The families are basically three: yes. father, yep. mother, and then child. 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 Yep. And so three is a very recurring number, number. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally. And I think there's something to do with the inherent nature of that this world was created by a triune God. Mm-hmm. So then the threeness yeah. is, is comes up when you're looking. Yeah. And they were very good at, at looking at the natural world yes. and seeing what was, but also just the, and then eight is a number of, of fullness. And then you have, it's also four because it's half of that. It's mm-hmm. the four corners of the earth. And so you have the, the four directions and everything is, comes together that way. Okay. It is interesting. I I could be wrong on this, but a lot of the Greek expansion and, and like hate golden age of the Greeks come after they get more in, influenced by the um, Hebrews, mm-hmm. by the Jews. If you think about it, Mordecai and Esther and Daniel, and so they're, they're seen as wise men and they're dispersed, right? So mm-hmm. the, the Jewish wisdom was renowned back then and they would have known that they're very close to Israel. Right. right? And they would have traded with Israel. Yeah. So they would know these things and and three and eight are very important numbers in the Bible. Anything else about the history? Mm. You saw where Paul preached, right? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Or was that kind of a throwaway little thing or did they talk about it at all? It was a throwaway thing because it's, it's basically this one big boulder. Okay. It's big, but it's, a rock. What it's a rock. But <laughs> On reason, an island of rocks. But it is interesting that you can trace it. This it's a known spot, right? Because because Yeah, of that. that they yeah, they've been able to say this is the rock. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, it's this rocky outcropping where they tried murderers. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting that Paul brings this case of of Jesus Christ being murdered mm-hmm. at, at this the murder's hill, basically. Yeah. That's not it's close to, but it, it's, as far as people know, that's not where Socrates was tried. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it would have been, it basically would have been overlooking where Socrates was tried. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the Agora is the town square mm-hmm. where everything happened. So we got to see the ruins of that. Nice. And they had reconstructed some stuff. It, they basically, it was basically a shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Super fun times. Yeah, it was, and but yeah, they and had loud. It. I've heard like those marketplaces would have been so loud with people yelling Prob- and, and probably. music playing and people yeah. trying to get attention. So it, they had one reconstructed building that was actually a two story, and then then you can see the ruins of where they had the their um, political institutions. Mm. All right, so we'll end off with uh, something we're very interested around here. 
which is the art, aesthetics, uh, what makes a Greek looking thing Greek, um, what art did you see that you were struck by? Yeah. Like how would you, how would you in words describe things? <laughs> things that was very blase. Well, if you I use your want, words to I describe do want things. to say something that Do you know? Yeah. I felt like I was in this painting by Cezanne the whole time. Really? Just the way the water was, it was so 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 big. So like flat? It, it was flat. Mm-hmm. It was flat and it was sparkling, but like kind of like an even sparklingness, like a okay. even shimmer. Yeah. And it just felt like you were always in the sea. Mm-hmm. And then the way the olive trees were just everywhere, it just it seemed you couldn't almost tell where you were because it was you were wherever you went, you were in the same spot. <laughs> it's like um, oh, what is that? Where you're. Yeah, you're trapped. I think of the of the TV show The Prisoner, where he like thinks he's progressing, and then he ends up back in the town square, and he's yeah. like, "Wait, I went through all these things, and somehow I ended up back here. How did yeah. that happen?" Yeah, you know. And every morning he wakes up in the same room. Where am I? In the village. What do you want? Information. Whose side are you on? That would be telling. We want information. 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 You won't get it by hook or by crook. We will. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? You are number six. I am not a number. I am a free man. <laughs> no matter what he he does, yeah, that, that's really trippy. That that, that would be that'd be weird. Yeah, like mean, you try to use markers of like, okay, where am I? And then, I mean, it was it was very gorgeous there. I, I mm-hmm. think the landscape is it, it is and a like, work of um, art there. I always love Van Gogh's paintings of olive trees because it really gets the movement of them. Yes. And like you were saying, like the wind swept and like the gnarls and the, mm-hmm. you know, he does a really good job expressing that. So I'm sure you were thinking of that too, seeing, seeing them. Yeah. No, they're very lively trees and they, they, it's interesting how they do plants right in the city that they don't worry about what we worry about with sidewalks that they're mm. walkable. <laughs> If they want to put a tree right in the middle of the sidewalk, there's a tree right in the middle of the sidewalk. They'll get over it. Yeah. Is it more relaxed in general? Like, would you say, like, because you were saying, like, you were breaking the unwritten rules. But, like, do you think it's just, like, people are more chill there or are they just as stressed out? Some things are more chill. Okay. Because you're saying, like, they just willy-nilly will put put a plant in the middle of it. I just think they love trees. Okay. I think I think they just realized that it's a nice way to have like not it not be so hot. Yeah, more shade. More shade and I mean it's, it's relaxed in the sense that everybody smokes. Um <laughs> No, like I mean Americans are like really anal about like you can't no smoke smoking and, no smoking and just yeah. yeah. And I think that's all of Europe though, isn't it? Yeah. But it it's just funny to see that they, mm-hmm. they don't ask you whether you what smoking or non-smoking section is just oh, if you're outside just, you, can you can smoke smoke yeah and it's it's not a big deal it's fun for me to see yeah it's a little culture difference mm-hmm. uh so trees everywhere what else were you gonna say you felt like you were in a Cezanne painting even though he's french yep <laughs> yep <laughs> it, the it's hard to put the say that the ruins were art that they were artistic well they were before but, they were ruined yeah so you can you have to use your imagination though of what they were capable yeah, of. Yeah, and, and, like and the, well, the, there's some the carving, statues. There's some statues that are truly amazing. Mm-hmm. The way that they were able to make fabric look like it's draping mm-hmm. and, and almost see through, and yeah, it's very very amazing what they're able to do with. Yeah, the and and sculpting like that when you're taking away. Is always really scary. I would think, like, because like if you mess up, there's not a whole lot you can do. Like I'm sure there's there's 
tricks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I imagine like kind of like if you if you mess up the nose, you're getting a new block of marble. Like yeah. if, if you oh. know like because like with with clay, like you're adding to it. So if you don't like it, you just take a little bit away. Mm-hmm. Right and like painting too, you paint over it and you or you can like use yeah. oil and like paint thinners to but take it off. Yeah, you can't really glue another piece of marble on. No, you can't glue it on. Least, no. it, it just doesn't work. So you just have to have that pres- precision right off mm-hmm. the bat. Yeah, you know, and just watching people like masons for building castles. So like not even like fine sculptures, but just like how well they have to calculate each thing and how precise each movement has to be. Yeah. And yet you also have to go fast. I'm like, how stressful would it have been to be a stonemason? Yeah, like... I think that's always the, the trick of, of being in the trades, though, is you you always have to do difficult stuff as quickly as possible. Yeah, I know. It's a rough life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it, it, once you get good at it, though, it's not so rough. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then um, you're trying to teach other others, like the new guy, and you're just yeah. like, be amazing, like me. Yeah. Why are you not amazing yet? Yeah. Although there used to be, I, I don't know, like, I know in, at least in medieval times, I don't know if, if in ancient Greece, uh, but more of the assumption of, like, it's going to take you seven years to be barely mediocre. Like, you, you sign up, and it's like, you're going to be... Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay, then you graduate to the next step. But, like, seven years was really standard for... Well, they do say it takes about ten years to become a master at anything. Yeah. And that's not even like the best master. That's just to become to the to the level proficient. Yet yeah, the mm-hmm. level of being a master, like to, which I think is true because that's how long it takes a lot of people to get uh, a black belt in jujitsu. Sure. And it's 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 another complex thing where you have to learn. I think, well, if you look at how long does it take to get a doctorate, right? You have four years of college, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it, that's a roughly ten years course. It is, isn't yep. it? So. Uh, ten years to be proficient at anything is really normal. Yeah, and it may be f- longer for some some things or, or some mm-hmm. people. Exactly. But I think that's always the you need to keep that in mind because a lot of times you feel like you're not progressing. You're like, I did this for three months. Why? Is yeah. it, why am I so horrible? Yeah, like three months is nothing. Yeah, and especially since too. I I mean we we like to do the monthly challenges and whatever and. And it's, it's good to say, okay, you can make a good start on something in a month. But mm-hmm. a, a lot of times it feels like the internet kind of says, like, oh, you'll you'll totally get everything out of it if you do it for 30 days. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's just barely starting. And we do have, like, something where people don't realize. Um, they think that, that you can watch a YouTube video and figure it out from that. And you can figure it out from that, but that doesn't mean you're going to succeed at, at succeed. your first one. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to have to watch more than one video, right? Yeah, multiple videos. Because I, I'm thinking about when you and mom learning to die. Mm-hmm. And how how much stuff... Have, you're still learning now, but how much stuff did you have to learn just to get your first, first piece done? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I mean, it's always... The, that, that the first bit is always the hardest because you have to find the materials and like what's mm-hmm. the best materials and this person says this and that person says yeah. that and what do you actually want to be doing and you're like oh I didn't realize how many different ways there are to do something yeah 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 because it's kind of like oh yeah we can this is totally possible and then you realize like oh it is possible but there's a lot more different roads than yeah. I thought well that's the funny thing that's Whenever I watch my boss set a door, mm-hmm. he does it a different way. Every time? Basically every time. No! But it's always context dependent, but he has yeah. so much experience. Right, so he somebody. knows. Yeah. So he's, and he, he can't always articulate why mm-hmm. exactly, but he knows like almost more of a feeling that like I want to go down this path mm-hmm. because... This would it, make it easier. This, this is going to make it easier for this particular situation. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, yep, okay. <laughs> sure thing. Sure thing. Yep. Practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else for art? No, not really. Okay. Final thoughts. What was your favorite thing that stands out in your memory? That your favorite story, your favorite 
anecdote anecdotally what would you say about Greece and would you recommend it to peoples yeah I my favorite thing is we ended up our Airbnb was very close to the Opera House and the Library of Athens and they have a very gorgeous rooftop garden and I just mm. walking through there and just having fun there. It's 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 like the community spot of that part of the city. Mm-hmm. So there's an outdoor gym and there's a big field where people do yoga and other activities. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that outdoor park. But yeah. then, then there's the, the gardens with the olive trees, but then they also are growing vegetables. And it was just very, very fun and restorative. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to that go was, frolicking through the gardens. Yeah, I think that was that was one of my favorite parts. Nice. Who would you recommend a trip to Greece to? People who like history. People who like seeing things that are very old. Because there is something very cool about seeing something that that old. old. That old, like yeah. really connects you back and like wow humans have been here for a while yeah and humans haven't changed that much either Mm -hmm. the heart of man yeah Mm -hmm. but so so that kind of person i don't think it's i'm sure you could have a very different vacation but it didn't seem like we did not have a party atmosphere to this vacation it was just very laid back Mm -hmm. we were in our own apartment cooking our own meals some of the time yeah. That was kind of the feel. It, it was almost... Homey. It was homey. It was it was nice. It was laid back. Mm-hmm. But still stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Would you go back? I would go back. I would see other parts of Greece. Yeah. Yeah. But that's always a good feeling when you go someplace and you're like, I would go back to see the things that I missed. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to see because we only were in one city. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But... Uh, I'll read. I'll read more, and then yeah. Go does back. it kind of fire up that you want to read more? Yeah, it, I, I'm so in the mood to read the Odyssey, and read the Iliad all the way through. Okay. And I, I'm just. It's funny that you went to Greece when I've just like already like for about you know a month now. I've had such a hankering. Okay. To read those, uh, so maybe maybe we'll read that as kind of going back to Greece. Mm-hmm. Greece is the word. I know that when I read them, I, I preferred the Odyssey over the Iliad. Oh, yeah. Isn't that but, what most people feel? Um, no. Well, I think the Iliad gets studied more in school. Okay. But I, I think most people that I've talked to really love the Odyssey and prefer yeah. the Odyssey. I prefer the Odyssey. But you do need to know the Iliad to get certain things in the Odyssey. Yeah. Right, because like Odysseus goes to the Valley of the the Dead, or like the the dead people, and then they're all from the Iliad. So it yes. kind of refers back to, and a lot of it like refers back to what happened in the Iliad. So it's it's good to have a background of of knowing what yeah. happened. But I think the Odyssey is more fun. Yeah, it is. I it'd be fun to to do a little talk about that one. I think because mm-hmm. Odysseus is the he's the most conniving one almost conniving but i mean he's the one who comes up with the trojan horse right right right. he's yeah he has the the wits and the he's wily he's He's... wily i think wily is a good yeah it's a good word for it that's yeah he's it's a very interesting Mm -hmm. character and i think also the odyssey set up you know for us so many great stories of the trying to get home and yes. like the episodic adversity, but like they all, even though it's episodic, they all fit together and they all mean mm-hmm. something collectively. And like you learn something in each episode. Yes. And like it's always like, how do you get home? Be a great TV show. Yeah. Or mini series. I'm sure they. Well, oh, you mean like the Odyssey proper? Yeah. Yeah, not just like using the formula. No, no. Okay. 
No, that would be. I yeah. think that would be. Yeah. I don't know if there are any. We should look. Yeah, like a mini series. Yeah, mini series totally... of the Odyssey. Yeah. I would watch it. If it was well done. I know. No, they people... so quickly become corny and they they come cheek, tongue in cheek and. I don't. Yeah. I wonder if they could keep the language of the Odyssey. Like that's the, well, they almost have to in order to take it seriously. I think. Yeah, because like I don't know how else you would write it. Like you can't write it in modern English. No. I think that would be weird. But then it would be all having it in poetry be weird. I don't know our Shakespeare's plays. I know. Well, I don't think Shakespeare's. I mean, but like no. that's what I was gonna say. Like, would you have it quasi Shakespearean? Yeah. I think that would work. I think so. I mean, Shakespeare did a lot of Greek stories. Yeah. And I think they work. I like those plays. Hmm. You just have to find a producer, bub. Or maybe we'll be the producer. So we, yeah, have, I, we, have, we have no money. That's what... <laughs> producer, producer, producers go out and get money. Though. Oh, okay. No, producer, I don't want to do that. I'll direct. You'll direct. I'll direct. You'll be the prima donna. Yeah. You over there, do something. <laughs> No, 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 that's not my vision. Go no, back that, and do my vision. No. What is your vision? If, I don't know. If I don't get to film in Greece, I'm quitting this picture. <laughs> oh, I, I'll be like, um, what is it, Xerxes whipping the Hellespont because yeah. the, the weather's not cooperating. No, not these kind of waves. The other kind of waves. I need more emotion from you, Ocean. You call that a storm? <laughs> All right. Any, um, I think that's about it. I'm trying to think. What should we promote in the store? We have bucket hats. That would have been comfy. Yeah. Because it's pretty sunny there, isn't it? It is sunny there. Or you could have worn um, a bandana around your around your head. Keep all the sweat out of your, your face. Yeah. Your, or a silk scarf that over your head that would be nice and then like the the hobo bags the packs mm-hmm. could have collected oh treasures it's like in you're that. traveling yeah yeah you could collect your treasures and in, in that yeah that's yep. what i think that's what i know you could mm-hmm. yeah carry everything you need in your little hobo bundle we might need to make hobo like a, a little i don't know little honestly tiny. the worst part about traveling is the airplane rides where you just have no leg room mm-hmm. so we should bring back uh what was his name procrustius what was his name i know the word is procrustean yeah but what was his name procrust procrusty procrusty man procrustus that's not i don't know the guy who chopped off the legs yes <laughs> we'll go with that or stretched you to fit stretched his you bed. or chopped off your legs and if your legs were still too long you chopped off your head yeah off with their heads <laughs> What would you say? Like, just have shorter legs? Yeah, that's what I would recommend. If you're going to fly... <laughs> Don't be 6'7". N- no, I, I would say, like, maybe 5'7 max. If you could... <laughs> it's like it's like one of those roller coaster rides. They have, like, yeah. a height yeah. limit at 5'7". They... Dad, honestly, I don't know how anybody taller than me would fit in I think we should. Seat. I think we should start the tall airlines where we just give these little paws, like where you can barely slide in, but you're all laying flat. And there's like five people stacked on top of each other. Oh, there you go. And With you're fresh air growing, you, flowing yeah, over it. Yeah, they, you get a tube of fresh air and then you would have a TV screen right above your face. This seems very 2001 to it's me. It's so 2001 and I'm, I'm here for it. So we would, just we just lay everybody down flat, rows and rows, and then you can get like four strips in there. Yeah. Why yeah. hasn't anybody ever done this? I don't know. And then you get to lay down, and it's way easier to sleep if you're laying down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I would do that. Yeah, and then you just have like a little button if you want to get out, and so it like slides you out, and then it makes it easier for you to stand up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then it could kind of like kind of control how many people are going to the bathroom. It could just be like wait. Oh yeah, you have to wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put your number in. Yeah. Like, you could do your cue while laying down. Pod number twenty-five for the bathroom, please. <laughs> Oh, sorry, man. 20, 23, 25 is too late already. Uh, this is your... Captain speak, speaking. <laughs> it, it, it's always oh, weird when you actually get a peppy one. Yeah. It's like, wait, no, that's not what I expect. You're no. supposed to talk really slow. Right. And they're like, hey, folks, it's out. Beautiful morning. And we're like, no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, what a wonderful day to fly. <laughs> they, some of them are like that. We had that coming back from England. Where, and he was, he was like, yep, yeah, and we're going to try to get, we're boarded already 20 minutes ahead of schedule, so we're going to try to get off. And then they kind of let the air out of him a little bit because they wouldn't let him fly early. Aw, poor baby. He's like, well, oh, we're in a little bit of a holding pattern. One 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 captain did say something funny. He was like, "Oh, I know we're a little bit behind schedule, but I'll do everything to find the shortcuts to get us there on time." <laughs> it's like if you can find a shortcut around the world, pretty good on you. I know that's just the weird thing about flying is they actually do have different ways to get there, like that, so that they don't bonk into the other planes. Yes, they do have flight patterns. Flight and so patterns, on. but it's also kind of like there's one way. Yeah. To go. Yeah. And you don't really have anything obstructing you. Like, that's the weird thing with flying is you have nothing obstructing you. Yeah. Because you get high enough, you're not going to hit anything. That's right. It's weird. It's quite miraculous. It is really miraculous. Uncomfortable, but miraculous. Yes. <laughs> but you know what's not uncomfortable? Silk Scarves by Ducks Never Waver. Mm-hmm. They're so comfy. They're so breathable. They're so pretty. I you can I made mine into a belt recently. That was pretty comfortable. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a fun experiment. That worked. I thought. Nice. Nobody said anything. So, so I mean, it wasn't that hideous. It wasn't that hideous. It must have worked. Uh, no, and silk is just really cool because it's one of those things um, where they where where the experts say it, it keeps you cool when you're hot and keeps you warm when you're cold. It's like, it's like your thermos. It knows what you put in it. <laughs> With no batteries. With no in batteries it. in it at all. It actually knows uh, whether you put a hot drink in or a cold drink. Silk scarves work pretty much. It's the same technology. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, and also, there's some, some really pretty blue ones that are kind of like the sky. That was the thing that really took my breath away of seeing your pictures is that the sky looked like the ocean. Yeah, the ocean's a mirror of the sky. Right. I was shocked at how the the sky and the ocean looked so similar. Like, you almost couldn't it tell. Like, when you're one. up high, like, it became one. Yes. That you couldn't even tell. Like, there was white clouds, obviously. But mm-hmm. Oh, we saw dolphins, even. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love dolphins. So that was fun. Did you see them on porpoise? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting all night for that one uh, and with that I think yep, uh, I think that's it well thank you for listening yeah we appreciate y'all and uh, thank you for, for and listening and if you want to donate so I can go on more vacations I would not be against that exactly and thank you so much to the people who already have I know you guys are amazing we've been putting that money to better use though I would say that that's in been... your vacation yes yeah it's my vacation yes <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, we appreciate everyone listening and sharing this, you know, this podcast and responding. Apparently now on Spotify, you can write cool things to us. Like we can ask you questions and you can respond or you can just write comments. We'll maybe ask you, where would you like to travel to next? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. But Uh, but probably I'll forget how to do it. You know, that's (laughs) probably, and then I'll be surprised when I find it again and be like, oh, look at this. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but you can do that if you're listening to us on Spotify. 
uh, that, those, that's a fun bonus. But otherwise, wherever you're listening, you can share it or you can just hoard it to yourself and, and treasure it. And That's what I would do. Yeah. We're, we, we like doing Finders, just... keepers, losers, weepers. Exactly. Um, but thank you very much for listening. Hope you have enjoyed this. <laughs> that was, we hope you have enjoyed spending time with us. There we go. We hope you have enjoyed spending time with us as much as we have enjoyed... Spending time with you. Yeah, I guess that works, doesn't it? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> spending time with each other. As much as we enjoyed... Producing making, this. Producing this. There we go. Yes. Yeah, that's a word. It is. Yep. And so right now we're producers and hopefully we'll be directing the miniseries, The Odyssey, very soon. I want to do like a hack YouTube version. Oh, we will do a hack YouTube video. We will? Oh, I, I'm convinced we can do it. Okay. I mean, it's Greece, so like for costumes, all we need is bed sheets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait to see the credits. You know, Megan, producer, <laughs> Megan, director, <laughs> Megan, costumes, Megan, electrician. Me- Megan, editing, yeah. Megan, sound design. Yeah. Oh, original score by Megan. Yeah. Oh, all kazoos. Yes. Oh, I love this idea. We'll do it. We can do it. Okay. I really think we can do it. Get a couple cardboard boxes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. With that, you guys have that to look forward to this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, coming soon to theaters near you, The Odyssey. 